Pittsburgh Steelers, welcome back to another Mike Tomlin Tuesday press conference recap podcast. I am Jeff Hartman, the co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, 4-0, coming off of their big win against the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 5, now preparing for the Cleveland Browns in Week 6. The Browns are 4-1. They have won four games in a row. This is the Steelers. It's hard to believe. This is the Steelers' first AFC North game of the year. Every other team in the AFC North has played at least two divisional games, and the Steelers have yet to play one. Nonetheless, Mike Tomlin was in front of cameras, Zoom. We all know what that's like now in 2020. Mike Tomlin was answering questions, but before he got to the questions, as he always does, he started the press conference off with an injury update. Now, there are three players, all offensive players and all starters, that left the game at some point on Sunday at Heinz Field with injuries. They were Deontay Johnson left in the first quarter with a back injury. David DeCastro left in the, I want to say this is the early part portion of the first half with uh, an abdominal injury. Marquise Pouncey at the very end of the game with a foot injury. Let's get a recap on all those because Mike Tomlin talked about it. And he was very optimistic about Deontay Johnson and Marquise Pouncey playing this week on Sunday. He said that, Their injuries might jeopardize their practice time early in the week, but ultimately he sees them as being able to play. But as always, he always prefaces with their practice availability is going to ultimately lead to their availability on Sunday. He says that every week. He did not sound as optimistic about David DeCastro. Uh, For whatever reason, I don't know what the abdominal injury is, he just said that you know they're going to still waiting for some evaluations to take place. He might shock everyone and be able to practice. I'm not holding out hope. But there was some good injury news outside of those three players, and that would be none other than Derek Watt and Marcus Allen. Derek Watt, who's been out, well, <clears throat> it's been two weeks since he was injured. Obviously, the week four bye helped him. He missed last week. Allen, same thing. They got hurt in the same game against the Texans in week three. They both missed week five. Allen has that plantar fasciitis in his foot. Watts dealing with that hamstring. He said that they've been rehabbing well. They're getting over their injuries. They should be able to return to the practice field this week. They're not out of the woods yet. The biggest thing to keep in mind here, folks, is that how their body and how their specific injuries bounce back from the increased workload will dictate whether they could play. But getting those two guys back, especially Watt, when it comes to running the football, will be important heading in to week six before we he goes on to week six Mike Tomlin always recaps the game from week five this case it was the Philadelphia Eagles game he said it was not a clean game by any stretch of the imagination anyone that watches knows that he called it a learning experience for a lot of different reasons mainly the third down defense he talked about how really the Steelers didn't control circumstances, meaning he, he even mentioned how a lot of the times they give up, gave up third down conversions. They were in circumstances that were favorable to the Steelers. And he mentioned right off the bat, and I'm sure everyone that's listening thought of the same thing, that third and nine draw Miles Sanders takes it 74 yards to the house for a touchdown. He labeled that as a miserable experience and something that they're going to have to learn from. But he said on the flip side of that script, is that the Steelers' offense on third down was tremendous, and he credited Ben Roethlisberger saying the third down reads he was making, the the above-the-neck plays were tremendous. And he said that really when you think about where they are right now, they're 4-0. He said it's been a different story every single time they stepped onto the field, but they've found a way to win 
all four of their games. And really, when you think about it, every single game that they've won, they've won it in a different fashion. They've never been truly dominant for a stretch of four quarters, but they have found a way to win. This team just seems to have a knack for finding a way to win. And that's a good thing for any team, in particular the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then he goes on to week six opponent. He said it's AFC North football. It's AFC North football in the kitchen, and it gets hot in there, meaning that they're ready for their first AFC North game. I'm sorry I I laughed because the the quote was just so ridiculous, but that's Mike Tomlin for you, and I'm sure he's telling his players that it's going to be hot in the kitchen. He said this week is going to give them a really good opportunity to focus and work worry about their preparation. And it's not that they didn't prepare before, but there's a different feeling about not just this game, the first divisional game, and ultimately the first time they've played a big time contender as we sit heading into week six. The Browns are four and one. They've won four straight games. They are considered to be one of the better teams in the AFC. Are they an upper echelon team at this point? Who knows? But we do know they're super competitive and it's going to be a tough game. And he talked about the defense. He mentioned Miles Garrett, the defensive player of the year candidate. He just talked about how disruptive he is and how he has a wide arsenal of pass rushing moves. They move him around at times. And he also went on to talk about the depth on, on the defensive line, players like Sheldon Richardson. He went into the secondary with Carl Joseph. He spoke glowingly of him coming out of West Virginia. He was a player the Steelers really liked in that draft class. That was a trade, obviously, with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders to bring Carl Joseph to Cleveland. And then, of course, the ball hawking cornerback Denzel Ward is their top unit in the secondary. He just was really emphatic on how good this defense is for the Cleveland Browns. Then he went and talked about the offense, talked about depth across the board, wide receivers. We know those names, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, tight ends. You're talking about David Njoku. He even talked about Hooper, who came over in a in free agency, I believe it was from Atlanta. And then you have running back depth. Even though Nick, Nick Chubb is not going to be in the lineup, they still have Kareem Hunt. He said their running game is what drives their vehicle. That If they can't run the ball, they're going to struggle, but they've been able to run the ball every single time they've stepped on the field outside of week one. He said Baker Mayfield is obviously producing splash plays when they need it, and it all starts with their front. He said it's their defensive front, and they ride that wave because the defense, they're leading the NFL in turnovers. So it's imperative that the Steelers protect the football this week, but it's all that defensive front, whether it's field position, whether it's creating turnovers and giving the offense increased possessions and in better field position. It all starts with that defensive front. So this offensive line for the Steelers is going to have a very tough test ahead of them in week six. Nonetheless, he goes into questions. He started fielding questions. He's asked about the cornerbacks, the Steelers cornerbacks, the secondary in general. It just doesn't look that good. Steeler fans have noticed this. Steeler fans have definitely said that they, they can see and they're concerned. He said, look, four games is a small sample size. He told fans to keep watching. Compared it to 2019, he said, if you go back to 2019, I guarantee at the same time, he said, it's still a, it's still in development. He said, if you were to look back last year, it was pretty miserable after four games. He said, give it time. we got to work some things out, but it's in development. He said, I don't think that there's any cause for concern with the secondary yet. Then he was asked about what's it like being able to play with a lead, something the Steelers did not get to do a lot in 2019. He said, it, it, it gives you the opportunity to remain balanced on offense. You look at the Steelers' rushing yardage, they are averaging well over 130 yards per game on the ground. That's not only a a staunch improvement from last season, but it just shows that the Steelers have been able to 
stick with the run because they're getting a lead and they're able to keep that lead. So it allows you to be offensively balanced. Now he did say that on defense, when you have a lead, it's able, you're able as an offense to dictate what the opposition does. So defensively, you're thinking, okay, look at last week. Carson Wentz had to throw the ball way more than they probably wanted to. Why? Because they were always trailing, sometimes by two scores. When it puts teams into a pass obvious situation with a team that leads the NFL in sacks or is tied with the lead in NFL in sacks at 20 after four games, you're going to be able to be in a good position to make plays. He went on and he was asked about Ben Roethlisberger being super critical of his game. And he had a really poignant answer, I thought. He said, that Ben Roethlisberger is, he likes how he is mentally sharp right now. And he accredited that to last season, having to watch a lot of football. He said he was watched a bulk amount of football. He said, sometimes when you get removed from that situation, when you're on the outside looking in, you gain an appreciation and a different perspective on the game and how it's played and, and things like that. He said, he likes where he is mentally, physically, he, he appreciates him being hypercritical of his game. He said they're looking to continue to knock the rust off and to see how good this offense can be. But really good, I thought that was a really good answer in regards to Roethlisberger not being able to play last year and almost taking a coach's perspective on the game and what's expected of the quarterback position. He was asked about the Cleveland running game, what makes it so special. He said, really, it's personnel. He said, not many teams in the National Football League could lose a runner like Nick Chubb, who's not going to be playing Sunday because of a knee injury and still have a Kareem Hunt. But that's exactly what the Cleveland Browns have. Now, their depth, obviously, without Chubb is going to be negated a little bit. But ultimately, I look at this game, and he said Kareem Hunt is a top-ranked runner, and he was the backup behind Chubb. He said, so think about that. He thinks it's all personnel. He says the offensive line does a good job. Basically, again, it was asked about the secondary. He said, look, the issues that you all bring up are not issues to him. He said, sometimes you have to acknowledge that the other team has good players and makes good plays. And he talked about Fulgham. He said he made a ton of combat catches. He said there was one play over the middle. It was a great throw by Wentz. He said, you got to give credit where credit is due. And fans don't want to do that. They never want to do that. And that's why we're fans and he's a coach. But he said, ultimately, you have to look at it and say, Fulgham made some great catches and Carson Wentz put the ball in a bucket on more than one occasion. He said, sometimes these issues that you all bring up aren't issues. Sometimes it's just the other team outperforming you on that particular play. Lastly, he was asked about, and you knew he was going to get asked about it. I was waiting for it. Yep. He got asked about it. He got asked about the Mason Rudolph and I'm sorry, Mason Rudolph and miles Garrett issues from last season, that Thursday night game where the brawl broke out. Uh, it's been ongoing back and forth, even in the off season, as it relates to, he said this word and I didn't say that word and the racism and potentially all this stuff. He said, he was asked, are you going to be talking to your team about it? He said, look, I'm not into reality TV stories. I'm not going to talk about it. We don't have time to talk about it. We don't have time to dwell on it. It is in the past. We are moving on. And I say, thank you, coach Tomlin for saying that because I was hoping that this storyline wasn't going to get drudged up, but it seems like here we are and it probably will. Why? Because I don't know. Mason Rudolph's not going to get interviewed because there's no reporters in the locker room. I'm sure miles Garrett will get asked about it, but ultimately it seems to be in the past. And in Mike Tomlin's eyes, he's focused solely on getting his team their next win. And that would be keeping them perfect at five and zero.
It's the best start. 4 is the best start since 1979. If you missed the article I wrote about what that means for the Steelers, check it out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I published that yesterday afternoon. It's all about the 4-0 start. What does it mean for the future? What could it mean? And when, what, is, what does Week 5 mean, the next game, mean when we look at it in, from a historical perspective? You can get all that type of stuff. We have some great film rooms on the website today, breaking down that 74-yard run by Miles Sanders, what it went wrong, what should have happened, i.e. a holding call or two. Uh, we have a film room breaking down Chase Claypool's big day, how the Steelers took Zach Ertz out of the equation in week five. Check it all out. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. And as always, wherever you listen to these podcasts, follow us, subscribe, whatever the case may be. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. Follow us so that you don't miss a thing. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, with the Steelers' first injury report. Should be a big one leading up to the game with the Cleveland Browns. Until then, check me out tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, for the Let's Ride podcast. And in the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll see you. Go Steelers.